Welcome to Raised on It. We are officially in 2020, and 2020 brought us some bittersweet, maybe just sad news about country music. Emily, Rascal Flats announced their farewell tour. Yeah, and they're not even coming to a city near me, which is like the saddest part. What's but I'll travel for them. I will. Are they? What's the closest? Indianapolis or? I think it's Chicago. Chicago. Okay. But still. Yeah, I think. <laughs> I don't know. I know it's. I think it's something. I was listening to a podcast. I think it was on the Bobby Bones show. I forget which was it. Joe Don or Jay? It might have been Jay. Jay, probably. I think it was Jay Demarcus. Yes, I think it was Jay, and he had talked that maybe even like five or ten years ago. I think maybe ten years ago they were in it for about ten years, and they're kind of like. They kind of exhaled and they they talked amongst themselves like, hey, should we keep doing this? You know, is this, you know, nothing like they don't get along, but it was kind of like, is everyone good? Like people want to do kind of their side projects. And, you know, I think there was maybe some initial thought. Maybe Gary would kind of do his own thing, but um, mm-hmm. they continued to make more albums and music and fast forward another 10 years and it's, it's their 20th year, which is crazy. Yeah, Rascal Flatts is like, for me, it's the first time I can remember like, like first finding them as an act, like watching them come on the scene, and now like retiring. So I feel so old. <laughs> like I remember because their first album, Praying for Daylight, I I played that thing to death, and I still know all the words to every song. Yeah, and it was it was part of like your childhood. You would have been, yes. What? Put it in my boombox. Six, seven, eight. And yeah. now they're retiring. So I feel like I should be retiring, but that's not how it works. I guess, man, what I would do to retire right now. Let me tell you, <laughs> short of committing a crime that, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's what? no, I'm just, I'm just blabbering. Um, so no, in 2000, they came out with praying for daylight and, they were, they were different in country music at that time, and you, you, we can talk about Florida Georgia Line as Sam Hunt this decade. But I really think if you look at the previous decade from two thousand to two thousand nine, two thousand ten, I think you got to have Rascal Flatts as one of the major influences in the country music sound, and I think that progressed into this past decade. Yeah, and even when because their sound. I guess you could say it wasn't very country per se, but when they were doing their, like, uh, their interview on CBS morning show or something, I think Jay was the one that said, we played music as we heard growing up. So it makes me think that like, they weren't into like the, the Johnny Cash, the George Jones, they were into more like the, the rock, you know, pop sounding like, and that's what, influence their music which i think makes a lot of sense and so then they progressed and that did allow for like dan and shay and all these new acts to kind of come in and i don't know be less country traditional country sounding yeah that's that's interesting uh someone else was mentioning do you think i mean we can make the argument that rascal flats has 
I don't know if decline is the right word, but they haven't had as much radio album success in the last couple of years, um, potentially because of the likes of Dan and Shay. So in, in your mind, Emily, do you think, do you think there's only enough room for one of those types of groups or acts where it's like Dan and Shay, the Dan and Shay push out rascal flats? No, no. I say like, um, I don't think so. I think you got like Lady A in there and now Old Dominion. And I think, I think it's just with any kind of genre, you know, you, not that people get phased out, but you hear them less and less. And so it's, it's rare that someone has even like a 10 year career, let alone 20. And for some to do it, as long as like Kenny or Tim or Reba have been doing it. I mean, Reba's still making music, but you don't hear her on the radio. That's true. So I just think maybe Rascal Flatts decided, let's take a step back, spend more time with our families. We don't, you know, if I think Jay's really into like songwriting or like Christian songwriting, I think just like finally do what they want for <laughs> the first time in 20 years. Right, and I think, so, I don't think, how can I put this? I don't think we're not going to hear from them in the next couple of years. It just won't be collectively as a group. Uh, you know, I think there's some speculation that Joe Don might do his, his he try, might try to be a, a solo artist, you know, in what really? capacity that is. Uh, yeah, um, I'm drawing a blank, but, uh, oh, Billy Dukes um, from Taste of Country, he had a like a twenty tweet thread on it, and that's just one of his speculations. Is that uh, Joe Don's going to make a, a solo country album? And I'm like, that'd be kind of cool to hear, you know. Uh, you know, right. Charles Kelly did that. Um, you know, Hillary too, somewhat. Uh, yeah, and Jay's going to do a songwriting. Um, I know Gary. I believe Gary has a daughter that's has a really good voice. Yeah, um, I think you're right. That's so. I don't know if, if you know if he's just focused to uh, helping her out in her career. Uh, who knows? It was so. In, in your mind, do you when do you when do you think we'll see a, a reunion? If we do, oh, years. I would say at least like seven to ten years. Yeah, I. I would agree too. I, you know, is it at the end of the decade? I'm not going to compare them to Brooks and Dunn, but Brooks and Dunn kind of took a, they almost took about a 10, 15 year hiatus. Uh, you know, and they, they did, never even liked each other that much. <laughs> like, <laughs> Russell Flats is at least like there's family intertwined in there. That's true. That's true. Uh, I'm going to read some by the numbers on Rascal Flats real quick. And you can react to them. I think some of them are just, it, it just puts their career in perspective. Um, because really they, I think, I think it's interesting. They came in around 2000 and it was the heyday of CDs, but then very quickly iPods burst onto the scene and then it was smartphones and then streaming. And so they, they've, I think as a, as a group, they've seen, they've seen a lot change um, mm-hmm. in their career, but by the numbers, 14 number one songs, 10 albums, 10 ACM award wins, 7 CMA awards, 8 CMT awards. Between 2004 and 2012, they sold over 7 million tickets, uh, making them one of the top-selling country music acts during that time. And 
Collectively, Rascal Flatts has sold over 27 million albums and 33.7 million digital downloads since their debut in 2000. And I don't have the cash numbers, but that just <laughs> that screams ka-ching, ka-ching to me. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's crazy. And I feel like even, I think, within the last like five years, I don't think they've won any awards, but I still feel like they had the songs that could have done it. They were still out touring. And I feel like they were slighted. They were never, you never saw them perform at award shows. No, that's a good point. I'm not and gonna... I just I always feel like, do they feel jilted by the Nashville community a little bit? I mean, I feel like they've, I feel like people have forgotten about them. If that sounds weird, maybe not. But they're a huge like success, and I can't. I don't know. I think maybe the business just got to them. Like maybe it wasn't fun creating music anymore. I think yeah, that's a that's a good point you raised because I think that's the struggle with being in a, in a creative industry like making music, writing songs, creating this big tour show production it's like does at some point does it just get tiring and old or do you start um you know putting the creativity you know on the back burner and more concerned about you know this is going to make us more money or it's just going to give us the best you know music like which you know i don't I'm, right. assu- I'm assuming they've you know they've experienced that in their career and and maybe in recent years that just became uh, just even a uh, even larger, um, yeah. You know, because you mentioned Old Dominion, we have Dan and Shay. You have Midland coming up, Brothers Osborne, and then you have Lady Antebellum and Little Big Town, which you know, mid to late two thousands, they kind of burst on the scene, and you know, they kind of they kind of put a dent in the Rascal Flatts's uh, group. Um, right. category that they were always winning at award shows. So um, I think it's it's one of those things like uh, insert cheesy Pinterest Instagram girl quote, like don't cry because it's over, smile because it happened. Oh, and <laughs> but, but really, okay. it's, but really it's, it's, I'm sure if you would have told those guys 20 years ago that you'd be doing this for 20 years and you'd be one of the best selling acts, I, th- I think they right. would have taken it. Oh, absolutely. So I just feel like, I don't know, I feel like they deserve more credit. And I don't I don't know, do people just think this whole retiring thing is just a ploy to, to garner attention? I don't, I don't see it that way. I don't either because, honestly, their, so their farewell tour, I think, is only going to 20 cities, right? Yeah, but it's, they also said they're like, there's going to be new music out this year, so I don't know. I don't get what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah. Uh, how would you say, how do you think Rascal Flatts changed country music? And would you say for the better or for the worse or neither? I guess it depends on how you look at it. I've always liked them. I've liked everything they've done. Uh, I think when they first came out of the scene, it was... They were they were young, new, fresh, a fresh sound. Um, you know, they were an all guy band, but they didn't sound like uh, like Alabama or Diamond Rio or something like that. They 
they have their own sound. I mean, Gary's voice is very distinct. So I would say they changed it for the better because I think they kind of embraced more of a like a less traditional sound. And that was just who they were. They weren't trying to be anything but like what they wanted to be. People have said that they were country's first boy band. Is that a, is what do you, what are your thoughts on that? That's so weird because I mean, now that you say it, like <laughs> I guess they were kind of in the same time as like in sync and Backstreet Boys. But I think a boy band is like they dance. And I think it's more than three. Yeah. And usually it's them wearing goofy outfits and I'm trying to, rec- I'm trying to recall some of the early stuff. I think, yeah, they were, I forgot where I saw that, but someone, and maybe it was even part of their Wikipedia history that Nashville or the industry was kind of dubbing them as country's boy bands, but, or first boy band. Um, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But they were able to like, what boy bands last 20 years besides Backstreet Boys. But I mean, in all seriousness, like I feel like their music evolved and got better. And that's not always the case. That's true. I, Cause I think, yeah, like you said, I think their sound was different and unique at the time and people resonated with it. They liked, I think, I think yeah. the thing with Rascal Flats is they were so, and most of the country artists are, but I think, I think the three of them together are some of the most personable, relatable, kind of outgoing, authentic yes. artists that you'll that you'll see. Um, you know, someone like a Thomas Rhett nowadays is like very. He seems very relatable, authentic. He lets you in, and I think I think that was kind of the vibe that Rascal Flatts was giving off. And, and th- you got that vibe without like seeing their Instagram because that didn't exist. You know. Yeah. And they mentioned in that CBS interview where they, they announced the farewell tour that when they have shows, you know, they figured it out pretty early on that their audience, their fans spans many different generations. They mentioned there's four generations that come yeah. to their shows. So they, they have to take that into consideration. And I, and I think that's, I think that's one of the things we'll remember about Rascal Flats and especially these 20 years too, is that they, it was Kids as young as elementary school, middle school, teenagers, 20, 30 year olds, and then, you know, your, your boomers. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, boomer. Uh, okay, boomer. And yeah, I think like guys and girls like Rascal Flats. It's not something where like, you know, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like men feel like they can't like Luke Bryan because of some of his songs or, you know, whatever it may be. But I feel like, I don't know, they just kind of crossed all boundaries. And now they're leaving us. Yeah. Uh, so you kind of answered it already, but why do you think they actually retired? Um, I think maybe they just weren't getting the joy from it. You know, they're if, if they're not enjoying what they're doing, maybe they feel like they shouldn't be doing it. And I think it's because, and maybe maybe there's like stuff behind it too. Maybe they've noticed ticket sales are down or something, which I highly doubt. But who knows? And they have families and they want to be with them. I don't know. I think it's a 
accumulation of a lot of things. I think mainly though they weren't having fun creating the music. I feel like it became a job to them. Yeah, I'm I'm totally agree with you. And I think I would add, I think it was that and I think I think it was also I think it's a combination of what you said where it was becoming a job. But even so, I think if they would have been crushing it with number one singles and all these new albums and things like that, if, if they were really, you know, kind of outpacing Old Dominion and Dan and Shay, I don't know if they would have retired. You know, is that is that hard to turn down, you know, the fame and the money and staying in the limelight? But, yeah, I think... And that, that's I mean, the, you, can be, you can be successful and still not have fun. Right. Uh, the last question I have, I what else do we want to talk about with Rascal Flats? But, you know, if you could summarize what Rascal Flats meant to country music or what it means to country music, how would you define that or try to put a, put it in a box and wrap it up with a bow? You know, what's, when you think of Rascal Flats, what, what do they mean to country music? I think they kind of just really carried country music into this century or millennium, whatever you want to call it. I think it was a real like transitional from the nineties to the early two thousands, early two thousands to the tens. Um, and they stayed relevant. So I think they were kind of just, uh, Oh, I don't know the word, but they were just a, a strong base. There's a lot of artists that came and went throughout the 20 years they've been here and they've been like a constant, and reliable and he always knew whatever they were going to release was going to be quality music yeah uh you have a favorite song of theirs so when the news broke and um i was like i need to go back and see you know all the songs and so i went through each of their albums and i picked like a favorite song and just like made a playlist off of that Oh, what's a playlist? And that was like, well, I shouldn't say playlist. I put it in a queue, but I could make it into a playlist because it's not that hard. So it's just like one song from every album that like I chose, even though I like all of them. But favorite song, oh, it's almost like impossible. But <laughs> there's there's a song. That they never released off their um, "Feels Like Today" album, and it's called "Then I Did," and that's—I don't know—I really like that song of theirs. But otherwise, I'm a sucker for their early stuff, like uh, "Everyday Love," "Praying for Daylight," "I'm Moving On," that kind of stuff. And whatever that album is, maybe we'll have to follow that away for. Uh, <clears throat> bit of a spoiler but a future new podcast coming uh more more info to come but maybe maybe that's one uh hidden gem uh for sure yeah is there when you think okay so your favorite songs aside if you think of rascal flats what is the first song that comes to your mind that you think that whether it's the huge country fan or the casual country fan what is the song that when you say Rascal Flats, you're going to be like, bam, that's it? Um, I think Praying for Daylight. I mean, that was their first song. Just the way it starts. And it's just like their harmonies. That's the first time anyone ever heard them 
I think that's just kind of like, oh, you know exactly what you were going to be getting with him. That's a good one. I I was going to lean towards Bless the Broken Road just because I think it, I mean, it became like, and probably still is like one of the biggest wedding songs, first dance songs, that whole jazz. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was that, I, I think there's definitely, I think you can draw a line probably, honestly, 10 years in, like down the middle and there's, they had a similar sound, but you can definitely tell the two eras apart in my mind. Um, yeah. The, but I think that was the way country music was going. And like you said, they, they kind of brought country music along with them and um, they pushed boundaries. Yeah. They tried new things. For the most part, they were un- uncontroversial except for a music video uh, <laughs> for I Melt. But, uh, yeah. you know, in, in hindsight, that's pretty tame compared to some of the right. stuff uh, that we see nowadays. But, yeah. Yeah, I think, like, the period they went through, they had songs like uh, Here Comes Goodbye, um, Here, Sand, Every Day. Like, there was, like, a lot of uplifting and, like, lyrically, I don't know, like, they were were smart songs, if that makes sense. Like, it wasn't just uh, another... I don't know. It's not... They were never bro country. I would never say that. But their songs had, like, depth to them. Yeah, no, I totally agree because it was they were relate, relatable, and that's I think yeah. what led to them having this wide range in age fan base from twelve to seventy two. It was it's cool. I yeah. think uh, yeah. There's we look at artists like Tim McGraw and Kenny and Keith, and that they've been able to do it and continue to do it. It's it's almost like I compare it to in football when everyone compares everything to the Patriots and Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. It's like that, that doesn't happen where you win six championships and play for 20 years. Like they, they kind of ruined the fun for everyone else. And (laughs) in a way I feel like that's what Tim, Kenny and Keith do. But, um, but yeah, when you look at Rascal, it's like, no, I'm just, yeah. But for when you look at their 20 Rascal Flats is 20 years, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's special. Uh, Any other last thoughts on Rascal Flats? Not really. I just, I didn't see it coming and it sucks. That's all right. Well, we'll be okay. Hey, we can brainstorm offline, but for our March Madness bracket, would it be appropriate to do Rascal Flats songs this year? Didn't I do that to you last year? Oh, you're right. You did ask. Yes, that's right. You did ask me. You took me through it like uh, on a podcast, I think, right? Yeah, I wonder. I might even have what you chose. I'll look for it. But um, yeah, Ooh, we should think of who we want for that. Yeah. Uh, switching gears real quickly before we wrap here. Any any shows you've been to this year? Or any shows you're going to? They're particularly excited about. Yeah, it's going to be a great year. Well, (laughs) (laughs) so I've come to the conclusion that if Jordan Davis is ever within like 100 miles of me, I will go and see him because I just, I seriously love the guy to death. And he is like a fantastic performer. And I... Is he? Really? Yes. He... So I don't know if you knew this on Friday, I think he released like his own version of... um, 
Sorry, your number one Rascal Flat song was Mayberry, by the way. I want to change that. <laughs> okay, these are your top four. Summer Nights, Mayberry, uh, Feels Like Today, and Here. Oh, what? Um, was was These Days on there? Because that's, that's probably my number one song right now. Holy cow, let's see. Where is These Days? I probably eliminated it in the first round. Uh, no, it made it to the Elite Eight. Okay. And it lost um, out to Everyday Love. <sighs> wow. All right. <laughs> all right. Uh, good to know. I'm going to have to reevaluate all the decisions I made the last year, <laughs> too. Because it's, prob- it's probably not just uh, Rascal Flatts' favorite songs. Right. <laughs> uh, okay, anyways, uh, Jordan Davis, he did a, his own rendition of. Um, oh shoot! Why can't I think of it now? Heads Carolina, Tails California. What? I tried to repeat that. Yeah. Well, and he released it only to Amazon, whatever. So I now have Amazon Music for a month. But he sang that at the concert. He sang Ed Sheeran, Shawn Mendes. He did David Lee Murphy's Dust on the Bottle. Like it was such a fun mix of songs. Like there's no way you could go to the concert and like sit still or stand still it was amazing i just love him but that was that um and then i have dan and shay and i have freaking kenny chesney in april so you're seeing dan and shay twice that's the plan <laughs> if you'll let me yes. <laughs> yeah i'll see them twice within like a month five weeks or so and then it's uh the sandbar for kenny chesney Florida George Line and Old Dominion. So that'll I think that's gonna be one to remember for you. Oh, absolutely. I mean you've you've seen Kenny a few times, you've seen FGL a time or two. Oh yeah. But to be on the sandbar and that's just a stacked lineup. I'm super it, jealous. Yeah. I actually get to see like their eyebrows or something like I'm that close to them where I can see like the sweat coming off of them. Hey, Kenny, nice eyebrows. <laughs> yes. I don't know. Like you can't see that from the nose. <laughs> that's, that's true. I never thought of looking at people's eyebrows, but now I don't know. I should see. I mean, Kenny's a bald man. Maybe he really takes care of his eyebrows. I don't know, but I'll let you know. Well, I can't wait for that status update. <laughs> Uh, we got any any Phil Vassar watch? Oh no, but that would be great. I'm hoping like a county fair or something he comes back yeah, to. Yeah, I'm keeping my eyes on like the Summerfest lineup. See what we get that way too. Yeah, this I think it's right now. There's so many artists, especially the younger up and coming ones. They're coming up, and then the established ones. Aren't yeah. not as many of them are retiring like Rascal Flats, so it's like there's <laughs> there's so many good concert lineups and festival lineups. Um, yeah, I got to start making my list of bucket list artists to see, and I I really have no excuse here. Um, right. But you'd be su- <laughs> but you'd be surprised that some some of the tours they they're, they're not coming they're not coming through town like. Uh, Jordan Davis, whatever tour he's he's on right now, like he does not have a Nashville stop, an official one on the tour. Um, really? 
yeah, I think he's he's doing like a fundraising show in a couple of weeks. But yeah, so um, that's my also. Qu- I oh, caught ahead. the back end of Cassie Ashton's set because she opened for Jordan Davis. Yeah, what's she like? Interesting. <laughs> there was sometimes when I thought I was like in a, a burlesque kind of show. Um, she she's has no problem dancing and doing stuff on stage. But she's got a really good voice. That was my that was my actual question. My next question is: <laughs> is her voice is her voice good? Yes, live. Yes, her yeah. voice is very good. But yeah, she um, she she moves it on stage. She has no problem <laughs> doing that. So in your in your mind. If I see Cass, Cassie Ashton is opening or headlining a show at a small venue, I should go. Um, Tick- I, tickets are twenty bucks. Am I going? I'm not. I think you should go figure it out for yourself. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, lastly, uh, any artist this year that is on your bucket list that you still have to see. I'm assuming Rascal Flats might be on there. They weren't on there before, but I didn't <laughs> know I had limited time. So now they are. It really makes me, I really wish I would have gone and they toured and they brought like Carly and Dan and Shay on tour with them. That would have been like the show I wanted to see. That was, but, um, that was only like two summers ago, right? Yeah, it was recent. Yeah. It was like last summer. I think you're right. I yeah. Um, that one but um i'm sorry what was the question Uh, bucket list artist bucket list that you're like you know what i i really need to see them um preferably this year but you know you're give me give me three artists that on your bucket list right now that you gotta see live that you have not seen yet well i've seen sam hunt live but that was like a festival and from very, very far away. So I would like a real Sam Hunt show. It's a good option. Um, that's kind of it. I would see Jillian Jacqueline again. I would like to see Mitchell Tenpenny and Jordan Davis. I don't know. I'm, I'm good. There's no one that I'm like, I'm really missing out on besides Sam Hunt. I feel like, I, I feel like you would fit in with the... Mitchell Tenpenny, Devin Dawson, Jordan Davis, Jillian Jackson yes. crew. I feel like I feel like that's yes. your that's your that's your mold. And I, yes, I feel like they all they all hang together. That's kind of their they're all friends. Crew, yeah. Oh, and and Kit Moore. I would like to see Kit Moore because I would actually appreciate him this time. <laughs> like the past two times I've seen him, I didn't really give a, a shit about it, and that's that's my bad. You were having more fun than paying attention to the concert. Absolutely. Because I didn't know half the songs, but now I know all of them. So I would like to redeem myself. All right. Well, you redeem yourself. Hopefully you get to Rascal Flats. Hopefully I get to Rascal Flats. (laughs) And uh, yeah, hopefully they release some kick-ass new music this year too. Kind of a farewell release, which is a little little weird. Um, I don't know if this... Do you think it's going to be a full project or just like a... Handful I don't think songs. so. No. I don't. Maybe not. I'm thinking but like hey, two radio singles or something. Oh, maybe like an EP. 
It's weird though. I don't know. Do you think like me seeing Dan and Shay twice is like seeing Rascal Flats once? Like, does that cover it? <laughs> uh, depends how many times they sing the song they wrote for Rascal Flats. <laughs> You, you might get you might get up to a full set after a few times. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Just just checking. Well, this was fun. Rascal Flatts farewell tour announcement. Not as much fun. Um, no. But yeah, we have raised on it. Check us out. Um, currently, we're doing our top six artists to watch in 2020. Um, so. By the time you hear this, you probably will have heard or seen this um, mentioned four out of the six. So we have two more to come. Uh, it's, been, it's been fun doing that. And then uh, we have two separate new podcasts coming uh, at the start of February. Uh, one, I'm not going to spill anything, but one one is going to be, I think one's going to be really hilariously entertaining um and then there's another one that thinks we're just gonna get we're gonna take a deeper dive and i think it's gonna be one for the the true country music nerds um and the ones that know the ins and outs of their favorite artists um of you know the artist's background specific albums and singles so um one one's gonna be that deep dive but one's gonna be get your popcorn ready because i think it's gonna be uh i think it's gonna be i think it's gonna be fun so those those are coming uh march madness is right around the corner so we'll put our heads together and figure out what kind of bracket we want to do for that and uh yeah just keep following us uh if you're listening to us leave us a review uh give us four or five stars follow us on our socials facebook twitter the instagram I don't think we're on anywhere else yet. Pinterest, I don't think so. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, until we talk next time. Otherwise, I'll see you in person in about six, seven weeks to see Dan and Shay live. Woo-hoo! Woo! I can't wait. Awesome. Well, thanks, Emily. And uh, just hit that Rascal Flats playlist on repeat. Yep, I'm just going to go cry myself to sleep. That's fine. Here comes goodbye. And with that, we're out for another week. Uh, For Emily, this is Aaron, and uh, we'll see you next time.